Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello there, dear listeners. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, Here we go. Here we go again with a new episode. And I am talking to you while I'm walking around at this point. You might be able to tell a slight difference in the usual sound quality. I don't know. Can you? Um, But uh, if you can tell a difference in the general sound, that's because I'm walking around with... um, uh, What? What, what, Luke? What? Um, Think. Think, Thompson. Come on. I'm walking around with a different sound recording device. In my hand is a portable recorder. Which one is it specifically, Luke? Okay, well, if you're a tech head... If you like the technology stuff, if you want to know what equipment I'm using, at this moment I'm using a Zoom H1N, and that's uh, Zoom, the company that makes microphones and recorders and things. Yeah, they've uh, they they must be feeling a bit pissed off at the moment because now, of course, when you say Zoom, everyone thinks it's the video conferencing software, but no, Zoom even before. The lockdown and when everyone started using that as video conferencing software for their calls. I can't really tell the difference between that Zoom and other forms of video conferencing software. I don't know why Zoom became the standard software to use. But anyway, I'm sure someone will be like, well, actually, Luke, the reason is because of the... Okay, fine. But um, uh, before the lockdown, when everyone started using Zoom for their video calls, there was another company, I mean, there still is, but another company called, also called Zoom that makes microphones and things like that. This is fascinating, isn't it? Absolutely fascinating stuff. Anyway, so what, what's going on? Let me just describe the situation. So I'm, I'm walking around with, the, with my microphone in my hand. It's like early in the morning. I mean, early-ish. It's about quarter to nine. Uh, my wife has just left with my daughter. They've just gone out. She's taken my daughter to school and then my wife's going to go off to work. Everyone's very busy. It's nearly Christmas. So my wife's got tons of work to do. She's got lots of um, work that needs to be sorted out before the Christmas holiday happens. Not that we're going to have a proper holiday this year, of course. But anyway, she's got loads of work to do. So take the daughter to school, straight to work, to the office. She works in her own office. So she's able to go there, even if there are sort of coronavirus restrictions. She's not in a big open plan office with other people. It's just her on her own. So it's COVID compliant, just in case you were wondering. Anyway, so she's off working hard. And I've got loads of things to do as well. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but you can imagine it's probably the same story for you. I mean, as you approach Christmas, you kind of realize, oh, my goodness, Christmas is in, you know, about a week or something. 
I've got to make sure I'm ready. I've got to get all the Christmas shopping done. I've got to do X, Y, and Z. You know, there's lots of things to do. So I thought I'd start early today and I can kind of multitask a little bit, which means I can kind of potter around the flat while talking to you, doing little bits and pieces as I go around, like kind of tidying up a little bit, tidying up the general mess that uh, you get after a morning. I don't know if you've got kids. If you do, you'll know. If you don't, you can. I'm sure you can imagine um, that often in the morning it's a bit of a mad rush, right? Get dressed, get dressed, go, 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 breakfast, eat the toast, eat, bam, 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 you know, and then right, brush your teeth, go, go, go. It's a bit of a mad struggle sometimes to get everything done and to get the child ready to go to school in time. You know, being late for school is not an option. So you end up with lots of mess everywhere. Okay, all right. Okay, so you get the idea. I'm sort of wandering around. I'm on my feet. Now, um, the main thing, actually, that I want to do in this uh, episode, I think the title of the episode is probably Wispolep Competition Results. So I've got to do that. I've got to do that first. Okay. Because otherwise people are going to get annoyed, aren't they? Like, oh, it said competition results and you spent, I don't know, what, it, what, what is it? Nine minutes talking about other things. Uh, the introduction was really long. There are no introductions. When the episode begins, that's it. It started. Um, technically, that's probably not true. Sometimes there are introductions where I'm talking about an interview and stuff. Anyway, I've gone upstairs now and I'm now sitting at my desk upstairs. It's quite messy up here. I need to tidy up. Just one of the many things that have to be done. Um, Let's see. Okay, then. So, competition results. I'm talking about uh, Wispolep. That's why I should be on Luke's English podcast. If you've been keeping up with recent episodes, you'll know what this is. Basically, listeners sent in recordings, uh, little pitches where they try to convince the audience to choose them to be featured in an interview on the podcast. And uh, I got loads of them and I chose like about 16 people for the final round. And you listened and you voted for your favorite uh, Lepsters. And I've got the results for you now. Okay, so let's do it. So in reverse order, here are the result. Here are the results. Okay. Actually, first of all, I should say congratulations to everyone. All right. I mean, I know I've probably said this many times already, but I feel compelled to say it. Congratulations to all of you for sending in your recordings. And I'll say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It was extremely difficult to choose even 16 out of the 101 recordings. And there were sort of 85 recordings that didn't get through to the voting round. And there were many excellent competition entries in those 85 and I you know honestly I felt bad because I thought oh god you know this is really really tough where do I draw the line between people who are in the last 16 and people who aren't and I've I I tried to to limit it to 16 anyway the point is uh, those other 85 people I just want to say you know well done congratulations to you two for maybe going out of your comfort zone and sending me a recording also congrats to the last 16. But let's go through the results then. Okay, here we go. So in 16th place, so I'm going to go in reverse order just for the drama, just to keep it interesting. Ooh, exciting. So in 16th place, we have Ksenia from Lepland, 
who got 29 points. Congratulations, Ksenia. 29 points or 21, 29 votes? Let's say votes. Uh, in 15th place, we had Razul from Ukraine with 92 votes. That's, by the way, that's the sound of an audience of people clapping. It's not just me going going all weird. Razul from Ukraine was in 15th place with 92 votes. Then we've got joint 13th place. That means these two people got the same number of votes, which means that they, they take up the 13th and 14th positions, but they're actually joint 13th place. You understand? Yes, we understand. Okay, good. So um, in joint 13th place, we have Patrick from Lepland and Lisan from Russia, both of whom received 113 votes. 12th place, Evgenia from Russia with 120 votes. Am I going to do that for all of them? Um, maybe I'll just do a very, very big one at the end for everybody. So that was 12th place, Evgenia from Russia. In 11th place, we have Priscilla from Indonesia with 121 points. Then in 10th place, uh, Ezio from China with 137 votes. Okay, so in ninth place then, we have Vladimir from Moscow, who received 154 votes. Then in eighth place, there's Vadim from Russia with 173 votes. You see the way the number of votes is going up? Yeah, it's clever, isn't it, the way that that happens? Um, what? What do you mean, Luke? I don't know. What? Okay, it's a bit early. I need another cup of tea. Um, in seventh place, we have Jane from Russia, currently living in China, with 178 votes. Okay, now, this is the last... What is it? One, two, three, four, five... The last six. Here we are, down to the last six. And the, the number of votes jumps up here quite a lot. So we've got, in sixth place, uh, Michael from Poland with 300 votes. Congratulations, Michael. Then in fifth place, we have Baha from Iran with 337 votes. Then we've got joint third place. These two people both got the same number of votes, so they share the third position. And that is Robin from Hamburg with 361 votes and William from France with 361 votes. Okay, here we are, down to the final two. In second place, it's Tasha Liu from China with 391 votes. And in first place... It's Wala from Syria who got a grand total. Are you ready for this, listeners? Are you ready? Are you, are you, are you bracing yourselves? She got a total of 2,801 votes. Okay, congratulations to everyone. So the results are obvious. Wala really kind of um, uh, got uh, the lion's share of the votes there. 2,801 votes. Uh, so she wins. Congratulations, Swala from Syria. We are looking forward to hearing about your stories and finding out about you. Second place, Tasha Liu from China. Uh, Robin, and ha Robin from Hamburg and William from France in joint third place. Baha from Iran in fifth place and Michael from Poland in sixth place. Now, um, I feel... It, it, again, I've got to make a decision. And I'm, I'm sort of kind of thinking, oh my goodness, why did I do this competition? It's wonderful to celebrate my listeners. But on the other hand, I just keep giving myself these really difficult decisions. But it's okay. I'll just make the decision and go for it. That's fine, isn't it? So what I'm thinking is, and, you know, reading a lot of comments and things on the website and stuff, 
everyone's fascinating. Everyone's got really interesting stories and really interesting things to say. I can't talk to absolutely everyone, but it's really hard to not talk to a lot of people. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find a way to talk to the the top six people. Okay, so uh, Wala from Syria being the winner, she's going to get her own episode for sure. But I think maybe I'll find a way to get Tasha Liu, Robin, William, Baha and Michael um, involved in, in some kind of conversation as well. So I'm going to find a way to do that too. Okay, but uh, first and foremost, it, it's, it's Wala from Syria and we want to know about uh, her story and, you know, how she's learned English and, and all those other things, okay? Um, so I'll be in touch with you guys, okay? I'll be in touch with all six of you in order to arrange something. I'm not sure when it's going to happen. Well, I mean, it'll be in the new year. So it's probably going to be January. That's when I'm going to start to get in touch with you guys. And uh, again, I'm not entirely sure of the program of interviews, like when they'll all be published. Maybe I'll publish them sort of bit by bit over the over the next sort of uh, over the next few months. Maybe we'll see. And maybe it'll just be something like four, uh, three episodes, maybe one with, with Wala, and then um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of div, you know give everyone else half an episode. I don't know, but we're going to find out. Okay, so there you go, listeners. There are the results. And um, what else do I have to say? I mean, there are honourable mentions and other things I'd like to, to say. Um, so, oh yeah, so I, I wanted to say this. So Zdenek Lucas, who you might know from Zdenek's English podcast, he commented... Um, on the episode by saying this. He said, oh my God, I know you said connection, not perfection, but this is perfection. I love all those recordings to bits. If you love something to bits, it means you love it a lot. You love it so much that it it's in bits. I don't know. I don't understand the, the, the idiom either, but it's a nice idiom. So um, I love all those recordings to bits. How on earth do I choose five to vote for? Good luck with that, said Stenek. And then he said, Oh, and if any of these people don't happen to win, you're all invited to Zdenek's English podcast as a consolation prize. Wow. Okay, so you you heard it here, didn't you, listeners, um, that uh, Zdenek is inviting. I guess that's the other uh, listeners who uh, got through to the last 16, I suppose, but maybe Zdenek's willing to talk to other people too. I don't know. It's up to him. But... um, Maybe some of the other competitors could talk to Zdenek on his podcast. Uh, it's That's up to Zdenek. Again, remember, listeners, the other 85 Lepsters. Remember them, please. And do watch the YouTube video. Um, remember, I, I made a YouTube video with footage of, uh, like, sort of drone footage of, of beautiful landscapes from the UK and other places and sort of street footage, like a, you know, camera footage of people walking around streets in London and stuff like that. Uh, that's the video with the audio of the other 85 other Lepsters. So please do watch that YouTube video. I'm going to make it public on, on my YouTube channel, I think. So you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to listen to it. Uh, okay, so, so please do that. That would be nice. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, I, I, I also wanted to do a couple of other mentions um, of people who uh, whose recordings were in the list of 85 people who didn't get through to the the, the last round. So the first one is is um, the Ricky Sandy show, which I just thought was really funny. I'm going to play it to you now. It's only about a minute and a half. 
So this is, yeah, one of the recordings that didn't make it through, but I just thought it was really funny. And so I'd like to share it with you now. Um, so here it is. This is the Ricky Sandy Show. Here we go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ricky Sandy Show. Today, we have a real special guest, Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. For those who don't know who he is, Luke is an English guy who lives in Paris and teaches English. He is a comedian also, and he is the owner of the second most famous podcast for English learners, after this one, of course. Without further ado, I will show a quick summary of our last interview. Hello, Luke. How are you? Very well, thank you. Where are you now? Are you comfortable? I'm sitting in a lovely studio right now. I'm sitting in a leather armchair, sipping from a glass of brandy. I'm not wearing any trousers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please, go on. Everything's fine. Everything's under control. Um, everything's smooth because we're in the studio, okay? Okay. Besides teaching English or podcasting, do you have any future project? We're going to plan a bank robbery. Amazing. <laughs> Who hasn't ever planned a bank robbery? So, who's going to participate on it? My daughter, me and my wife. Wow, your family rocks. Talking about comedy, what's your favorite gig ever? Definitely the Russian joke. Oh no, don't. Don't tell that joke, please. I beg you. Okay, this, um, this is a bit weird. You just have a really, really sarcastic sounding voice. Okay, let's move on. Changing the subject. Is your uncle's name Bob? No, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. No, look, you are wrong. My uncle's name is Antonio. That's it, guys. If you are willing to listen a whole one-hour interview with Teacher Look with many other interesting questions, please vote for me. Don't forget to smash that like button, okay? So that was fun, wasn't it? According to... Is it Ricardo? I think it's Ricardo. He says that I think he's working on a longer interview as well, um, which I, I'm I'm okay with. I'm giving him the thumbs up to to do that if he wants to. And maybe um, if Ricky, if you turn it into a YouTube video, just meaning if you publish it to YouTube, then I'll be easily able to share it um, on my website. Okay, listeners. Now I mentioned this before. Those of you who didn't get through. Please feel free to record your stories or to record longer sort of rambling um, monologues in which you can go into more details about the things that you wanted to say uh, on this podcast, but you didn't get the chance to do it because you didn't get chosen. So please feel free to do that. You can record yourselves. You could record audio or video, put it onto YouTube and then share the YouTube video with me and I can put it on what will be the listeners page on my website. But I can only do that if you if you upload it to YouTube or something similar first, okay? I can't do all of that stuff. You know, I, there's only a certain amount of stuff I can do. I can't be responsible for uploading all your content and managing all of the uploading and the hosting and stuff like that. I can't do that. But if you have a YouTube link, I'll happily share it on the website. And if you're wondering, how do I make, how do I, um, make a YouTube video out of an audio file? 
there is a website called tunestotube.com. Tunestotube.com. T-U-N-E-S-T-O-T-U-B-E.com. And if you've got a Google account, you can sign in to tunestotube.com and then upload an MP3. So you'll need to turn your audio file into an MP3, upload it to tunestotube.com with an image, and that'll turn your um, that'll turn your audio file into a YouTube video with a with a picture on it. Okay, so there you go. Tunestotube.com is what you could use to get your audio file onto YouTube, and then you can share it with me. And maybe Ricky Sandy uh, Ricardo could do that too. Anyway. Um, what else did I want to say? Okay, another another one from the 85 Lepsters who didn't make it through is Keiko from Japan. And basically, Keiko, hello, if you're listening to this, I hope you are listening to this, I would like to just ask you uh, to if you can share the results of your survey, because I'm kind of curious about it. So listeners, what happened, and you'll, you'll hear this if you check out that video of the 85 other Lepsters. And by the way, if you do check out that video, uh, you'll see in the in the um, in the show notes on YouTube, is uh, uh, there are time codes for all the different people. So you can find Keiko and just click on the time code. It'll help you. You know, you can just jump straight to her part of the recording. So what happened is Keiko did a survey. And the survey was about whether people could match my voice to my face. You see, because Keiko thinks that I've got a sexy voice. And she thinks that I'm handsome, which is obviously very flattering and, and nice. Thank you, Keiko, for saying nice things about me. Um, but she she was curious to see if people could match my voice to my face. Okay, now this is obviously a very, um, what's the word for it? Very sort of sad, it's very good for my ego, this particular competition entry. Maybe that's why I'm so interested in it. I don't know. But um, w- what she did in her survey is she let people listen to a clip from Luke's English podcast. Then she showed them five photos of very handsome men, including Luke. And those are her words. You see, because I'm, apparently I'm a very handsome man as well. <laughs> um, and she asked who she thought was the real Luke. Sorry. She asked them who they thought was the real Luke. You got it? So they listened to the the respondents to the survey, listened to some audio of me talking. Then Keiko showed them five photos of handsome men, including me. And um, could they uh, work out who was the real me? Can people tell my face by listening to my voice? Which photos? So I'm curious to know the results of the survey, Keiko. Were people able to identify me by my voice? Um, do you think my voice matches my face? Which photos did uh, did you use in the survey, Keiko? I'd like to know the other uh, faces that you showed the respondents. Naturally, I am very curious about this, partly because it's flattering and it's quite good for my ego. But I'm curious to know if you know, my face matches my voice. Um, people often write, and I've said this before, people often write uh, in YouTube comments and stuff when they see my face, they're like, oh my God, this is the first time I've seen your face. And usually people say things like, I thought that you would be older or I thought that you would be fatter than you are. So people think I'm old. My voice apparently is older and fatter than my face. So I don't know what's going on there. Do I have an old and fat voice? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the sort of the audio quality because often because I'm using, you know, Zoom microphones. Luke's English podcast sponsored by Zoom. 
It's not sponsored by Zoom. But Zoom, if you are listening, my Zoom H5 is getting old now. And I, I could do with a replacement. Just saying. Anyway, because um, I use like, you know, fairly decent recording equipment and sort of quite good microphones. It makes my voice sound quite deep on the recording, doesn't it? So maybe that's why you think my voice is fat. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to also mention some other stuff here. So let's see. Let's see. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. While I was doing the the, the competition episodes, I was kind of thinking, this is great. I love celebrating my audience. But I did think to myself, I think that some people listening to this won't be interested and they'll think it's all a terrible idea. And these are the sorts of people who don't ever want to hear um, the voices of non-native English speakers on the podcast. And every now and then I get someone commenting, someone telling me things I don't know, someone, you know, thinking that I don't know and that I need to be told. And they usually say, I, you know, I, maybe you don't realize, Luke, but the reason that people listen to you is because you speak with nice, clear English received pronunciation. And that's the reason that people listen. And I think that you shouldn't feature the voices of non-native speakers because they will infect us with their non-native English. Um, so let's see. Um, in all seriousness, let's let me just talk about that for a moment. So this is the idea that um, I guess, like you know, is it a good idea to listen to non-native speakers speaking English? And what are the kind of different points relating to that? So first of all, I'd like to say I understand your point. If that's your opinion, I understand that. I understand that you know you want to. Um, learn um, English to a certain standard. You you know you need a standard to aim for, and the standard that you may have chosen is English received pronunciation. Maybe the the way that I speak, more or less. Okay, maybe that's what you're looking for. Uh, and why not? Why not choose a standard if you have to choose a specific way to speak? If you need to find a model of speech to copy to aim for, then why not choose received pronunciation? There's nothing wrong with doing that. I know people often say only 5% of the population actually use received pronunciation. Fair enough. Okay. Um, maybe it is a minority, but I think probably there are most of the different accents, if you put them in a pie chart, they're all in the minority, aren't they? Like a Birmingham accent is also going to be a small percentage and a, you know, whatever, a, um, a, a Cornish accent is going to be a small percentage, a Manchester accent is going to be a small percentage. There is no one single accent which dominates the pie chart, if you see what I mean. So, um, yeah, I understand people's reasons for wanting to, to, um, to acquire, receive pronunciation. That's totally fine. Um, but, uh, but I think it's also... Um, I think it's also worth listening to non-native speakers speaking English too from time to time. Now, you might think it's going to infect you with like non-native English. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it, it, if it works like that. I don't think you need to be so kind of scared, as it were, of non-native English. I don't think you need to be so afraid of it, like it's the coronavirus or something. I don't think that's going to happen. If you just think about it in terms of number of hours, so if, if, if you've listened to received pronunciation for, let's say, 90 hours, and then you have five hours of, of non-native English pronunciation, I mean, you know, that's not going to suddenly overwhelm the, the, the other 90 hours. 
Do you see what I mean? Basically, I'm saying a bit of listening to some non-native speakers sometimes is fine, and it's not going to be that bad for your English. It's not going to be bad for your English at all. In fact, especially the the people who um, have featured in this competition because they've, you know, got their English up to a really good level. Um, and it's not just about the way that people sound; it's about the way that they communicate, the way they choose words, and the way that they articulate their thoughts, and so on. Okay. Um, also, it's it's I it's also a really good idea to listen to non-native speakers because this probably reflects the way in which you're going to be communicating with people in English anyway. I mean, I guess on. I guess what it comes down to is it depends on your reasons for learning English and the the situation in which you specifically are going to be using English. So I understand that if you are going to go and live in the UK or live in an English speaking country, you're probably going to want to get your English up to a level where you feel that you're kind of blending in to a certain extent. Not that you will ever be able to completely blend in, because it's very hard to remove all traces of your accent. Uh, or any influence from your first language, it's, it's always going to be some. So it's going to be hard for you to blend in completely. But maybe that's what you're looking for. You just want to kind of be like everyone else. Uh, that's totally fine. And so then I would understand that you're probably going to want to learn the English of the people around you. Okay. Now, if you are looking to speak English on the at a global level, 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 what's level? I don't know. It's not a word. If you're looking to learn English and speak English on a global level, meaning you need to use English as the um, lingua franca, you need to use it to talk to other people from other countries, then this is like a different case, really. And it's just, um, it's important to get used to hearing non-native English and not just non-native English just any deviation from received pronunciation you need to be able to, to to listen to that and understand that too you know because the vast majority of people in the world using English will use it without received pronunciation that you're going to be you're going to if if you want to do business if you want to do any kind of diplomacy work uh, academic work or even just socializing with people internationally then you're going to have to, A, get used to hearing English spoken by other nationalities or, you know, speakers of other languages, and B, kind of learn to accept it. Because if you if you run away screaming every time anyone... Well, either if you run away screaming whenever you hear a non-native English speaker speaking, or if you... Or if it bothers you so much that you kind of go on the attack and start criticising them for it, you're not going to get very far in life, especially when English is a global language. So... Okay, so first of all, I think it's not that it's not going to be that bad for your English or anything. And in fact, that's even sort of rude to suggest uh, that. I, I, I'm always disappointed when I see those sorts of comments because I just think they're not very nice. Uh, but also, it's actually very useful to listen to non-native speakers uh, because it helps you to uh, get used to hearing English as it is spoken in the world. Okay, and if you you know if you have only a narrow uh, exposure to a certain type of English, even if that is the standard that you're looking for. But if your exposure to English is only me and only my voice, then, you know, it's not actually going to be good for your skills. Your your skills are not going to be so broad. Okay, that's it. Rant over. The rant is over. I'm essentially kind of justifying having these guests on my podcast. I don't need to justify it. This is my podcast. I do whatever I want. I'm a professional. I've been doing this for 20 years.
I've got a particular set of skills, okay? So trust me, please. Um, everyone, I know most of you are like, it's okay, Luke, we totally agree with you. We're all on board. Everything's great. And then there's just one person who's like, well, you know, doesn't matter what you say, Luke, I will disagree with you anyway, just because that's just who I am. Okay, that's fine. Everything's okay in podcast land. It's all good in the hood. Okay. Are we all good? Are we okay? We're okay. Good. All right. Anyway, there we go. What else did I want to say? Did I want to say anything else? Let me, let me um, leave my computer now and um, I'm going to go downstairs and make myself a cup of tea. I'll talk to you a little bit more. How long have I been talking now? Oh, it's nearly 30 minutes. <clears throat> so I'm going downstairs now, giving you a little tour of my flat. The flat that we... Hmm, I wonder how long we're going to be able to stay in this flat. I'm going to get very personal with you now. little personal window into the life of Luke. Are you interested? I don't know. Maybe. So, yes, it's a lovely flat that we have, but we rent it. It's a rental. So we pay quite a lot of money every month to rent this place. And as you may know, renting isn't really a great long-term situation, is it? Because ultimately you want to own your own property. You need to own your own property because if you're renting, it's basically money. You're just throwing money down the drain every month. That rent just goes down the drain because it's not an investment, you never get that rent back in any sense. But if you own a property, at least you you own the, the, the place and the value of that place, hopefully, is, is rising. And you have equity. You have the value of the property that you own. And if you need the cash, if you ever need the money, you can sell the place and get the cash, which you can then spend on food <laughs> or other important things. Um, and the idea being that also is that, uh, the property rises in value slowly over time and that after a certain number of years, you can sell it and maybe buy another place that could be bigger. You might need to move. You might need to move to a, you know, slightly cheaper area. But the idea is that owning your own place is an investment. Even if you have to borrow money, if you have to take out a mortgage to buy the place, at least when you're paying money back to the mortgage, it's like, it's like, um, still an investment because ultimately after 20 years or 25 years, when you've paid off the mortgage, the property is yours. You own a hundred percent of the equity of the property. And again, you know, it's like having capital. It's like having a good asset. Okay. So owning a place is an investment. So we really need to make that investment because every month we're paying loads of rent and it's just all going down the drain. And it's not a good situation to be to be in. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that we, we're, we're looking for a place to live. We're looking for a place to buy, I mean. And because um, we live in Paris, God, property prices in this city are crazy. I mean, any of the big cities, any of the, the, the big metropolitan cities, like, you know, think London, New York, Paris, you know, places like this, the property prices are extraordinary. And... Um, so it's pretty tricky. Basically, long story short, we're going to have to downsize. In order to buy a place, we're going to need to uh, move into a place that's smaller. Okay. And that means probably, well, first of all, it means that we're going to have to reduce the amount of stuff we have, like the number of possessions that we have. We're going to have to try and reduce that quite significantly. 
and do the whole Marie Kondo um, uh, minimal living. Do you know about Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo is a Japanese writer. She wrote a book. I've got it here. The book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying by Marie Kondo. I think there's a Netflix series with her in it as well. A documentary series. And the book is, it says, a simple, effective way to banish clutter forever. Clutter is just the stuff that you have in your home that just kind of gets in the way. Like if you've got a table, I'm going to make a prediction about your home. I predict that you've got a table probably in the kitchen or the dining room or your main living room. There's a table and that table is covered in clutter. Am I right? Like this table. Now, my wife probably won't be happy about me sharing this information, but I'm going to do it anyway to prove a point about clutter, to explain what clutter is. So our table in the kitchen, we've got we've got a, um, a sort of a... Um, uh, is it? A, it's a kind of a metal jug which is being used as a vase with some eucalyptus leaves. There's branches of eucalyptus leaves on it. We've got several books. There's a couple of piles of paper. There's um, there are some Christmas lights that we haven't put up. There's a pair of broken glasses. There's a pack of cards. There's my dad's book. There's some more Christmas decorations. There's um, some pens that my daughter was using to do some coloring. Um, and other bits and pieces, just general clutter all over the tables, a pair of headphones, some more papers. That's clutter, just stuff that's lying around. So we're going to have to reduce the clutter. Anyway, I was talking about Marie Kondo's book. Basically, in all, if we move into a smaller place, we'll need to find a way to live more in a more minimal way. So the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying by Marie Kondo, it says on the back. Um, Transform your home into a permanent, tidy, clutter-free space and be amazed at how your whole life changes. Uh, So this is what we're going to have to learn from. Japan's expert declutterer. So uh, if you declutter something, it means you remove all the clutter. Remember, the clutter is just stuff that kind of gets in the way. That's to declutter, to remove all the clutter. And if you are a declutterer, it means you're someone who declutters. Hmm. Okay. Japan's expert declutterer and professional cleaner, Marie Kondo, will help you organize your rooms once and for all with her simple KonMari method. The key to successful tidying is tackling your home in the correct order, keeping only what you really love and doing it all at once. This incredibly easy method will not just transform your space, it will change you too. What, the band? they're going to release a new album but like an acoustic album yeah it changed you too i decluttered my space and it didn't just change my home it changed you too and they became a reggae band what are you talking about luke just a joke just a joke no it meaning obviously it'll change me too um that's what that's what this means this incredibly easy method will not just transform your space it will change you too you will feel more confident become more successful and be motivated to create the life you want. Ooh, sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? When ultimately this is about, do I want this t-shirt or not? You know, you're going to have to throw it away. That's basically what this means. It means going through your clothes, going, oh, these jeans, I haven't worn these jeans in seven weeks. Um, 
but I like them. But you never wear them, but I like them. That's kind of the decision-making process you've got to go through. Oh, what was I? What was the general point I was making? The general point I was making was this, that, um, yes, we're going to have to downsize, find a place that's smaller to live, which actually probably means that for a fairly long time, I will have no Skypod. I'm not going to have a Sky, sky room. You know, I've I always called it the Skypod, my own little room where I can record the podcast. I probably won't have one. I'll be just going old school like I used to, sitting with a laptop um, on my knees, sitting on the sofa, recording the podcast that way, or maybe even doing it like this, walking around with a microphone in my hand, um, you know, using the old-fashioned battery-operated portable audio recorder, something like that. Anyway, change is coming in some way. It's going to be great. It'll be great to have our own place. Oh, how wonderful to to live in your own property, to own the floor, the walls, the ceiling. Ah, oh, this is, it's small, but it's ours. You know, it'll be that kind of feeling. And that is a nice feeling. It's a wonderful feeling to actually own the place that you live in and then you can start to decorate it and you you know it's a it's a good feeling you you i mean you're not just investing in terms of money you're also investing love into the place and that's that's wonderful so looking forward to moving to a new place i am not looking forward to having to downsize um and remove a lot of stuff that we've got um where will i put all my guitars what am i gonna do it's gonna be all right Another option we have is that maybe I'll be able to buy a, a tiny little room because you have in in Paris these these rooms that often are in the in the roof of buildings and you can buy just single rooms and actually the the price per meter squared is cheaper than it would be if that room was part of an apartment. So maybe I'll just buy a little room somewhere for a fairly decent price and that will become podcast headquarters. Uh, it'll become my little office where I can go to do my work and to record my episodes and film videos and that sort of thing. Hmm. Okay. All right. Did you need to know that? I don't know. You'd, but you know it now. Um, I don't know. Why, why was I saying that? I don't really remember why I brought that up, but I did. Anyway, how are things going for you? How are you doing? Are you all right? Are you managing to deal with this ongoing coronavirus situation? It's been a pretty crazy year, hasn't it? It has been a crazy, crazy year. I hope you're doing okay. So I'm now. What I'm doing now is I'm trying to make myself a cup of tea with one hand, which includes filling the kettle with one hand and doing all the things you would expect me to do when making a cup of tea, but with one hand. Oh, this is quite an interesting experiment. What would life be like if you had only one hand? It would be inconvenient, Luke. It probably would be. I don't know if you, have you ever done that, or do you ever do that sort of thing? Like, kind of imagine that you've got some kind of disability, just to see what it would be like. Um, I mean, it does make you m- much more sympathetic to people who suffer from some kind of physical impairment. Like, have you ever, you know, wondered what it's like to be completely blind? And just closed your eyes and tried to, like, find your way around your, your own flat with your eyes closed. It's quite an interesting experiment. Like, oh, where am I? And you kind of feel your way along the wall. And you end up walking around trying not to bump into the furniture. 
I'm not going to make a cup of tea with my eyes closed. That would be very unwise, especially because it involves boiling water. But imagine what it must be like to be blind. It must be, must be crazy. Talking of blind people, now I'm getting very, very rambly here. Talking of blind people, I've been watching uh, on, on YouTube mainly clips of a, uh, clips of a classic series of Japanese samurai films called Zatoichi. 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 Do you know Zatoichi? The Blind Swordsman. Oh my God. Amazing stuff. So, I don't know, if you're interested in watching some cool stuff online, Zatoichi films are flipping brilliant. Um, uh, so this is connected to what I was saying, because Zatoichi, this basic story is that Zatoichi is a, um, he's a blind man. I think it's from the kind of period in Japan when samurais were wandering around that kind of period, you know, the classic Japanese samurai period. And there are lots of samurai films. It's a bit, they're a bit like Westerns, you know, like cowboy films in America, samurai films in Japan. They're very similar, really. And um, so Zatoichi is a, a blind uh, mass, masseur. He's a guy who gives massages. That is his trade. And he kind of wanders around from village to village, uh, offering his services as a massage artist, massaging people who need massages. And he's a very simple guy, gentle uh, guy who people maybe don't realize um, that, you know, people don't realize that there's a lot more to this guy than, than meets the eye. Um, he seems to be gentle, maybe kind of slow, um, harmless, blind uh, masseur. And um, he, he, normally he wanders into town and he gets involved in some kind of injustice that's going on. You know, he, he kind of notices that there's some, some sort of injustice going on, like maybe the local um, gangsters, um, maybe the local gangsters are throwing their weight around and causing trouble in the village and doing evil things. And um, maybe there's like, you know, a girl involved and potentially the girl is going to get drawn into a dangerous mafia situation. And Zatoichi kind of like notices what's going on and he uses his amazing sword fighting skills to fight uh, fight the bad guys, basically. And the cool thing about him is because he's blind, like even though, although he's blind, he's, uh, he's still an incredible swordsman and like much better than everyone else. And the cool thing is that I guess, you know, uh, they, they say, don't they, that uh, blind people the other senses kind of um, um, become more sensitive in order to accommodate for the fact that the eyes, you know, can't see. And so you get the sense with Zatoichi, he's using his hearing and he's using other senses, uh, maybe his sense of smell, in order to read the room, to read the situation and to be able to fight. And uh, he, he's almost like superhuman in his abilities, it's a, it, if you think about it too much, it, it's a bit ridiculous, but it's done so well. The films are so well directed and the actor, I'm afraid I don't know his name, but the actor who plays uh, Zatoichi is so wonderful um, and he, he seems to be so skillful with a sword. 
even just in the, I know it's just a film, but I mean, he seems to be so amazing at, you know, the way he flicks the sword around and the, the, the fight scenes happen really quickly. There'll be a lot of slow tension where Zatoichi is sitting in some izakaya surrounded by uh, slightly threatening bad guys. And Zatoichi's like, you know, pretending to be, you know, simple and slow and laughing and stuff like that. And they are threatening him. And then his sword comes out, flashes, and everyone's like, oh, Nani, what happened? And uh, and then the, like, you know, the candle that was on the table in the middle of the room suddenly splits in half. And you realize that in that flash of, of action, he, he chopped the candle in half and put the put his sword back in. And everyone's like, oh, like that. <laughs> and then they realize, oh, my God, this guy is really dangerous. Anyway, usually he, he kind of um, saves the day in some way. Usually he sort of solves the crime or kills the bad guys and brings justice back to the town. It's very nice a bit like kind of a bit like Sherlock Holmes stories in the way that they are always the same kind of structure every time and they all based they're based around an extraordinary hero anyway Zatoichi the blind swordsman um check out Zatoichi on YouTube there was I guess when was it maybe in 2005 something like that there was a a new Zatoichi film with uh what was his name Takeshi Bito Takeshi beat Takeshi who's like this Japanese filmmaker I haven't seen that one but I think it's quite good anyway I just wanted to give a shout out to all of the Zatoichi fans out there and if you haven't seen any Zatoichi films then check them out you'd obviously need to find ones that have English subtitles but they can be very enjoyable there you go why did I mention that that's it because I sometimes wonder what it's like to be blind and I sometimes wonder what it's like to have only one hand. Like, for example, how would you make a cup of tea if you only have your left hand? It's quite tricky. You'd have to, like, get the mug next to the bin, open the bin with your foot, fish out the tea bag with your left hand, make sure it doesn't drip anywhere. I mean, it's the least of your troubles, isn't it, really? Making a cup of tea is, like, the, the least of your worries if you've only got one hand sure there are other things how do you put on a shirt just wondering <laughs> if any listeners have only one hand then first of all you have all my sympathies but secondly what's it like is it does it make life really really tricky or have you learned to, to live with it now probably a stupid question isn't it probably is yeah anyway that's what i've been wondering so okay podcast information for the christmas period let me just kind of tell you what might be coming up. I Actually, I don't really know, to be honest, over the next two, three, four weeks. I'm not entirely sure because things are up in the air. But I will say this, that we are not going back to the UK for Christmas this year, which is a great pity. Obviously, I'm uh, not happy about that. I'm not going to be able to see my family. I won't be able to have Christmas dinner with my mum and dad and my brother. Uh, which is a great pity. My wife is also very sad about that because she loves going back to the UK for Christmas too. Um, and um, we're hoping to see the French side of the family, but we're not entirely sure how that's going to work. Obviously, coronavirus is making things very difficult. Everyone's got to make decisions. Should we go and see the family? Should we not? But anyway, in any case, we're not traveling to the UK because of the restrictions, quarantine, 
and also just because it's a bit it's still a bit risky at this stage uh the the infection rate in both france and the uk is high and um we don't want to risk it i mean we don't we i really don't want to bring covid-19 into my parents house that would be like the worst christmas present ever wouldn't it um so that's not happening so we're not doing that we're not going to the uk which is a, a huge pity um but nevertheless it means that we'll be here um and i'll be probably able to work i don't know if i will work maybe i'll take some time off i probably deserve some time off we all do um what am i trying to say Basically, I've got some podcast episodes in the pipeline, but I don't know how productive I'm going to be during the Christmas period. So we will see. Either I'll continue publishing episodes or I might take a break. Um, We'll see. I've got one episode. I've got two episodes recorded already. At least one of those is going to go up in the new year. The other one is a conversation with Paul. Not Paul McCartney, although that would be great, wouldn't it? He's doing a lot of interviews at the moment to, you know, pr- promote his new album. Whenever I do a Paul McCartney impression on the podcast, I never, ever receive any feedback about it. If, if I do an Arnold Schwarzenegger, if I just go in one episode just once, like less than a second of then there's always someone, oh, your Arnold Schwarzenegger's brilliant. Or, oh, that was funny. Or if I do, who else? Mm, that's mainly that. <laughs> some other impressions too people respond to but if i ever do paul mccartney no one ever says hey that was i enjoyed your paul mccartney impression no one even mentions it no one even says i you know not such a good paul mccartney impression maybe just maybe you don't know what he sounds like maybe that's it i don't know um but um anyway so i've got i did record an episode with paul taylor and a little bit of amber as well. Which bits, Luke? Which bit of amber, exactly? I mean, a, a, a few minutes of amber, too. So amber and Paul will be on the podcast, mainly Paul, with a, a hint of amber in there, too. So that episode is recorded, and it will be uploaded sort of soon, okay? Um, but other than that, we'll see. I mean, I'd like to call my brother. I'd like to call my mum, my dad and speak to them. Maybe we'll do some kind of Christmas podcast. I want to talk to my dad about what the hell is going on in the UK with Brexit and all the other stuff, you know, the Rick Thompson report. So we'll see. I mean, this is not that informative, is it, ladies and gentlemen, as I get the milk from the fridge? Yes, milk. Um, This is not that informative because I'm basically saying, "Uh, I might do some episodes, I might not. We'll see. It's like, oh, great. Thanks, Luke. We really, that's really clarified things for us. That's really cleared things up. We really appreciate that. (laughs) Um, All right. Anyway, what about a special Christmas episode, Luke? I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen. Everything's up in the air. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else I wanted to say to you in this rambly episode? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I don't think there is. I'm just going to take my cup of tea upstairs. I know that at least one person is going, can you tell us how you made your cup of tea? Okay. I've said this before many times, but I'm going to give you the very quick version. Tea bag in the in a mug. And this is the express version. I know some purists out there will be shocked that I'm not using loose leaf tea and a teapot. I do have loose leaf tea. 
you know, loose leaf tea. That's just a bag of tea that you use a spoon and you pour some into a whatever. So I do have some loose leaf tea and a teapot, but I don't always do it like that. Anyway, so tea bags. Which tea bags? I'm using the Marks and Spencers uh, breakfast tea bags that you can buy from Marks and Spencers. A perfectly decent tea bag, that is. Tea bag in the mug. Boil the water, fresh water, okay? It's um, new water, I mean, from the tap, not pre boiled. So, fresh water in the tap, uh, boil it, obviously. And when the water is boiling, fully boiling, you pour the boiling water onto the tea bag. You leave it for a few minutes, three, four minutes, until the water's nice dark brown color. Fish out the tea bag, boom, in the bin. Milk, okay, and enough milk so it goes a nice sort of tan color, not too light. It should be a sort of um, hmm, a nice tan sort of color, okay. Um, imagine like someone who's got a really, really good suntan like that. So not pale, not like my pale wintry skin. If that's what your tea looks like, then you've gone, you've done something wrong. You've used the wrong tea bags or something like that. So it should be, it should have a fairly nice dark tan kind of color. And then that is it. And you just sort of like leave it until it's, it's cool enough to, for you to be able to drink it. And then you drink it. You know how to do that, don't you? You uh, open your mouth, bring the mug to your lips um, and somehow pour some of the liquid into your mouth and then swallow and then let your body do the rest. Okay, did that answer your question about how I make tea? It did? Good. Right, I'm just going back upstairs. I'm going to sit down in front of my computer again. Get ready to start a day of work. I've got some premium content to work on. I've got some emails to write. I've got admin stuff to do, life admin. I've got Christmas shopping to do. I've got to go outside to the post office to pick up some packages. You know, that kind of thing. La 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 la. Just checking my screen. Oh yeah, I wrote this down. Um, the Mandalorian. Um, Star Wars fans, hello. You're probably wondering why I haven't talked about the Mandalorian yet, and I would like to talk about it. Okay, so it's something that I plan to do. Um, I know that not this. You know, the thing is about that um, is that it's not something that everyone is interested in. And I wonder how many people are watching The Mandalorian. It's a Star Wars TV series on Disney Plus. Um, and I've been watching it and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it more and more every, with every episode. The first series, I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't completely convinced by it. I, I, you know, I have to admit that I've been suffering from a bit of Star Wars fatigue, a bit too much Star Wars. Yes, even me. It's like, oh, you know, oh, feeling a bit, oh, feeling a little bit sick there. But I think I had a bit too much Star Wars. <clears throat> Hold on, I think I'll go and lie down. You know, that kind of feeling. So I had been feeling a bit like that. And I was watching The Mandalorian thinking, this is, this is all right. It feels like a 90s TV show. It feels a bit like a TV show from the 90s, you know, in it, somehow. But it's got nice Star Wars sound effects and... Actually, I'm I'm enjoying it more and more. I won't say much more about it now, but the the recent episodes in season two, and I think we're we're on to chapter fifteen now. A certain character from old Star Wars films has returned in their iconic 
um, ship, and that's great. I actually, to be honest, I'm really enjoying it now. I must do a proper episode about it where I talk about it in depth for those people who want to hear me talking about it in depth. So that's an idea that's certainly um, in the pipeline. Okay, um, so I just wanted to mention that just in case you've been wondering. Um, That is pretty much it for this. Okay, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm going to make a sort of end of year announcement now. Maybe I'll there'll be another episode in which I say similar things. But still, I will say 2020 has been a very weird year, hasn't it? It's been an extremely weird and complicated year. It's been very hard for a lot of people. I hope that you've been okay out there in podcast land. I hope that um, despite the difficulties and um, the weird atmosphere that we've all been living in, that you still find a way to have a positive end of the year I hope you still manage to connect with the people you love in some way, even if it is just on Zoom. It's not the same, but it's better than nothing. And I don't know, let's just hope that uh, things improve. I mean, you know, several positive signs, the the, the vaccines that have arrived. I mean, with incredible speed. I'm very impressed by the way in which the vaccines have been produced so quickly. And although those are not magic solutions to this problem, I think that they're certainly a step in the right direction. And so that's something to, to, to feel good about, I guess. And also, let's just take time to enjoy the things that we love and the people that we love too. So I hope that you um, are doing okay and that you're still continuing to be excellent to each other and that you're being positive and all that stuff. Um, but it's been a very weird year. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this year. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, I hope you keep listening and that you consider exploring the back catalogue of episodes, teacherluke.co.uk. That's my website. That's where you can find the episode archive. You can download the Luke's English podcast app from the app store. You can get the entire episode archive there. You could also sign up to Luke's English podcast premium to get access to all of those lessons that I produce lessons about vocab, grammar and pronunciation. All right, uh, teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info for that stuff. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate Christmas, then, well, happy end of 2020. And uh, let's just hope that 2021, um, well, let's hope it's a less problematic year. And let's hope that we uh, can go through the year with the courage and the the strength that we need to not only continue into the future, but also to make things that little bit better going forwards. Okay. All right. Happy new year to everyone. I'll speak to you again before the end of the year, I suppose in some way, but if I don't happy new year, Merry Christmas, if you celebrate it and I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. Okay. All right. Thanks for being great listeners. I love my audience. Um, and uh, it's always nice to talk to you and to receive messages from you. I do apologize if I haven't been able to get back to you. If you've written to me recently and I haven't replied, I'm sorry. I just, I can't, you know, <laughs> I know I'm, I, it's a bit stupid of me because I say, please send me your messages. I'd love to hear from you. And then, and then messages come in and I think, oh my God, I'll oh, wait a minute. Oh God, no, I can't reply to them all. Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll get up in the morning 
Um, and uh, I mean, sometimes I get up in the morning. Now, I always get up in the morning and it might be very early. I might wake up at sort of 6.30 or something. And yeah, like most people, I probably have some unhealthy habits. I The first thing I do is check my phone. So I'll, I'll kind of lean over the edge of my bed. Uh, my phone is on the floor charging and I'll open it up and I'll check the emails. And some emails, I read them at 6.30 in the morning and I think, oh, I must reply to that. And then other stuff happens in the day and then I realize I haven't replied to them. And then I think, oh, I lie in bed at the end of the day thinking, oh, yeah, didn't I get an email this morning? And then it, just my inbox is just so full of stuff. It's so full of clutter that it's difficult to find the email. And then I'm just, oh, God. Um, so I'm really sorry if I don't reply to everyone. Um, OK, but uh, I do read everything that's sent to me. So please think, please realize that if I haven't replied to you, it's not necessarily because, you know, I chose not to. Sometimes it's just because, I don't know, life just kind of got in the way. Um, but I do my best. I do try um, to reply to everyone. But, I, you know, I need my sleep as well, you know. All right, I'm going to stop talking now, but I am going to play you a song. And this is a song by one of my absolute all-time heroes. And that's Neil Innes, who I've mentioned on the podcast before. I've played his music before. Neil Innes uh, died um, at Christmas time last year, which was a sad, sad loss because he brought beautiful things into the world. He made lovely music and he was a funny person, but he was also a serious person. He was an extremely talented man. Um, and he did many things and he, he's basically kind of, he, uh, um, I don't know the, the, the space that he occupied in the universe, the shape of that space somehow feels like the sh a very comfortable space for me. Does that make sense? I mean, he was involved in, in comedy. He was associated with the Monty Python guys. Um, he was known as the seventh Python sometimes because he did actually write for them a couple of times. He also made music for their films, and he, he, he performed on stage with them sometimes. So he's in the comedy world, which I love. He's also in the world of the Beatles. He was friends with George Harrison. He wrote all the music for the Beatles um, parody film, The Ruttles, which I talk about a lot. Sometimes, do I? I don't know. Um, so he's kind of in that Beatle universe, but also just his music in its own right is fascinating and wonderful. It's funny, but it's also sometimes touching. And um, I guess he just expresses things about a human experience that I can really relate to. Uh, and it's always nice, isn't it, when you find an artist like that who seems to describe the world that you live in and to describe the experiences that you seem to have, the emotional experiences or or whatever. So that's kind of what Neil Innes represents to me. And I'm always moved to try to um, play some of his songs. And sometimes I can't just because I just don't have the skills to, 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 to do the songs justice. But anyway, yesterday evening, um, I sat down to try to do this one. And I think I managed to do it okay. Um, it's a song called One of Those People. Okay, and you'll find a link to, um, I think I'm going to put the lyrics on the website. Yeah, so you'll be able to read the lyrics too. You should be able to hear them quite clearly. But um, here is a song by Neil Innes uh, called One of Those People, uh, recorded by, by me yesterday evening. 
Okay, so I'll play you the song and then you'll hear the jingle. So before the song happens, I'm going to say goodbye to you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, as I've said many times. I'll speak to you again soon. Okay, have a lovely... uh, uh, What? Have a lovely day, night, evening, and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, but for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 Singing. I'm just one of those people who want to feel good all the time. I don't want no bad news messing with my mind. I don't want no smart-ass media clown Wising me up and then dumbing me down I'm just one of those people Who puts up with crap every day Not just ordinary crap I'm talking about a constant stream here Continually getting in my way I got crap in the workplace Crap on TV Crap in the global economy I'm just one of those people Who want to feel good all the time I'm just one of those people Who want to feel good all the time Lord, I ask you, is it such a crime? The last thing I need is a feeling of guilt When I'm wading through treacle on balsa wood stilts I'm just one of those people who some people call paranoid Well, who is and who isn't these days, it's hard to tell When so many people have so many good reasons To feel more than just a little annoyed But what can you do when you're sure somebody Is fooling around with your reality I'm just one of those people Who some people call paranoid Last thing I need is a feeling of guilt When I'm wading through treacle on balsa wood stilts I'm just one of those people who want to feel good all the time What can you do when you're sure somebody Is fooling around with your reality I'm just one of those people who want to feel good all the time I want to feel good all the time I want to feel good all the time Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast For more information visit teacherluke.co.uk
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.